Did you know that the average person knows 12 real estate agents and they typically end up hiring the person they want to help them by the person that they've heard from last? And so as a business owner, as anybody in the service related industry, this is super interesting information because it really highlights the importance of relationship and how do we stay connected and in touch with those people that we want to serve. Now, today we're talking to Jason Levin. He is the author of Relationships to Infinity, The Art and Science of Keeping in Touch. And he's chatting with me today about his own soul-inspired journey as a business consultant, entrepreneur, and author. And it's also an exploration as to how do we create opportunities with our Rolodex while managing our busy lives and avoiding overwhelm. Now, I know that you'll appreciate Jason's insights if you, like me, value business networking and looking for ways to stay connected with people that you've met through the years, while also being sincere when you say things like, let's stay in touch. What are the little things we can do to bridge the gap when making a contact and turning that into a divine opportunity? So join me today to hear some of Jason's tips on building relationships to infinity, an episode you will not want to miss, and it all starts now. I'm Kara, and welcome to Soul Inspiring Business. I believe that all of us possess unique gifts and talents that allow us to serve the world and our own growth in the highest possible way. Our lives are an expression of our thoughts, beliefs, and actions. And here, we will explore businesses, thought leaders, and topics designed to inspire, helping propel your own growth so you can live your best and most purposeful life. Welcome to Soul Inspiring Business. Welcome, Jason. We're super excited to have you on the Soul Inspiring Podcast today. Thank you for having me, Carol. Yes. Well, um, as we just mentioned, Jason is the CEO and founder of Ready, Set, Launch, and he's come out with a new book, The Relationships to Infinity, The Art and Science of Keeping in Touch. So really, I, I think connection, especially right now, is something we're all craving, right? And our world has shifted and changed and the way we keep in touch has changed. And so I'm really excited to talk to you today about all of that. And um, I guess just, you know, as we get started, I guess, what, how would you, or can you describe in your own words, your kind of journey to, to now, like what kind of prompted you to write the book and um, tell me a little bit about, you know, your story, your soul inspired story. Sure. Sure. Uh, well, I, uh, I grew up in Northern New Jersey, uh, and I'm an oldest child. I have two younger brothers, uh, two taller younger brothers. So that uh, <laughs> tower over me. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and I think the, you know, when we talk about the journey, I think it really began, uh, when I was in high school and, uh, my father lost his job when I was a sophomore in high school. Mm. And it was uh, a challenge for all of us because it was the only job he ever had. It was during the recession of 1989, 1990. And it got me questioning about all these different kinds of things. What is this economy? How do people get jobs? How do people lose jobs? Why do people get promoted? What's success look like? And so I did anything a natural teenager would do. I started reading Fortune and Forbes and the Wall Street Journal. You know, like every. <laughs> like everybody. <laughs> and 
there were all these articles about mentors and there were these articles about networks and there were and I started having conversations. I was a, a, actually a, a babysat for families. And I started talking to them about, well, who are your mentors? And what do you think about uh, all of this? And then there was this notion of, well, you know, uh, I keep in touch. And, and so there's this question that I always have been fascinated with uh, early on, where we say keep in touch, and yet we, we don't. And I've always been, what, why? So why, why is it when we want to do something and yet we actually don't do it? And so throughout my career, I've worked in uh, consulting, I've worked in sales management, I've worked in brand management. Um, and then when I actually moved to the DC area to be with my lovely girlfriend, who is now my wife, uh, and it was a time where there was an opportunity for me to go out on my own. And uh, I said to my wife, you know, I really want to write a book. And I want to write a book called Relationships to Infinity. So this was 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, and by that point, I was already doing some coaching on the side. Uh, when I had moved back to D.C., I had reconnected actually with uh, the Georgetown MBA program where I did my MBA and someone in the MBA career center said, you know, Jason, you're a coach. Why don't you come coach for us? I said, what did you say? And this was back in 2008, 2009. She said, yeah, when you were in your MBA, you know, doing your MBA, you were helping all your classmates find jobs. You're a coach. I was like, huh? And it, it, it took me a while to really internalize what she was telling me. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I was just doing what I, I'm like, all right, here's some things you need to do and people would find jobs or here's what you need to do and people get a promotion or here's what you need to do and they would land a client. Mm -hmm. uh, and it wasn't until that, you know, fateful moment where I was called a coach. I was like, huh, it has a name. So... And so 10 years ago, I started my business. And uh, as you know very well, when you start a business, there's really not a lot of time to write a book. Right, right. But, you know, along the way, I was like, you know, I really want to get the message out. And through working with all my clients, I'm like, they're not keeping in touch. They want to keep in touch, but they're not keeping in touch. And fast forward to where, you know, in pandemic and hybrid and remote. And I ha actually had a Bloomberg radio journalist who I'd done some segments with. She said, Jason, I just took a class through Georgetown. It's a book writing class. I just wrote my book. I think you have a book in you too. And you should, you should take the class. You should, write, you should write a book. And she didn't know that I actually had always wanted to write a book. And so I'm typing up very quickly to sign up for this class. It's called the Creators Institute. And what I love about the class is that there's this perception that you need to write alone. And the reality is, is the professor talks about community, that you should never write in solitude. You should write and share. Mm. Uh, and he often talks about books are not written, books are rewritten. And so 
So first you get the words on page and you've got your horrible first draft, <laughs> which is already like really, really, really hard. Yeah. And then you share it with other people and then they give you feedback. And I'll never forget when I shared my first introduction uh, with my wife, who's also you know, my, my copy editor and some friends and family. And they were going through different ways of telling me how terrible it was. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and but, you know, there, there, there's uh, uh, another saying from uh, another author I respect, uh, Dan Pink, who said, sometimes you have to write to figure it out. Mm. So through that journey, I was able to uh, get the get the book out, and and I'm just really excited because I think that connection and reconnection is really important, and I also think that especially now when we're in this remote hybrid environment, we miss people. Mm-hmm. We miss people, and it's even more challenging now to stay in touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so that's been a little bit about. Um, you know, my journey to, to now. And it, uh, it's, uh, it feels very exciting to finally talk about something that I care deeply about. Yeah. Keeping in touch does also makes you feel better. Uh, and I think we all need to feel a little bit better. Yeah. And there's a lot of good professional things that happen also when you keep in touch. Well, and one of the things that um, I'm always just fascinated when I hear the pieces of the story that lead you to where you are now. Um, And I really believe that we are led in a way and we're given kind of people in our lives at different times that shape us and that move us in certain directions. So we have kind of a, like for you, you knew that you always wanted to write the book. It was within you. And then just through a series of these events, it's kind of like you're, you're led through, you know, the, the mentor that said, Hey, like you're a coach, like, you know, be a coach. Right. And you always kind of knew that was within you, but like, then you have people that mirror back to you and then you decided to take action on it. And then the same thing with, you know, always kind of knowing that that book was within you and then the right person coming along at the right time to say, Hey, like, why don't you sign up for this class that you need to write a book? not knowing that that was already within you. But again, it's like when you are more clear about what it is you want, I think the right opportunities, circumstances, people come into play that push you into it. And so in that way, it's just cool to to hear you um, and to see that play out, right? You know, and and, and I love what you're talking about because it's something that I think is important is just being able to listen Mm -hmm. is to be able to take in what people are telling you and to be able to process that and to really hear people out uh and then and then act yeah uh the the action is you know taking that first step um i think is the hardest piece yeah Uh, after someone has told you something that you're you've been noodling on and you're just uh, you're not ready, but then the moment you act and you take that step forward, it's uh, it feels right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, and it's and I I also believe that uh, it speaks in whispers, and then it'll get louder and louder and louder and louder. Right, so um, you know that's a pretty direct message, though. 
you should, <laughs> you have a book in you, take this class. <laughs> well, you know, it's a very, it is a very direct message. And, and I feel very, very lucky throughout you know, my practice. Other people have t- told me, Jason, you should write a book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it's called Relationship to Infinity. I've always wanted to write the book, but, 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 but. And then like the conversation would end. But this instruction was write your book. Here's the class. Right. And it was like, it was on a silver platter. Yeah. It was really on a silver platter. And it happened, we were about a year into the pandemic. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. I am, I'm tired of talking about it. My wife is tired of hearing me talk about something that's not happening. I said, you know what? And, you know, I've got two kids in elementary school. And I also wanted to reflect back to them that I can still learn new things and I can still get out of my own comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who am I to tell my kids, you know, you got to, you know, try even though you might not understand something immediately or try even though it doesn't come naturally to you. So, uh, you know, for me also, you know, both of them now have copies, they have signed copies awesome. and, and we're, we're reading chapters. Yeah. So, you know, my nine-year-old the other day, daddy, what does networking mean? Mm. And so to be able to, so, so it, it feels so good to have gone through this process because uh, I've learned a ton, but then to share it with my children yeah. and to have a family conversation around something that I think they know what I do, mm-hmm. but now it's, it, it's in a different meaning. Yeah, no, that's very cool. And, and like I said, I think it's um just for anybody listening that has been in a place maybe where they've got a dream um, or, you know, something that they've always wanted to do, but yet, you know, aren't really sure where to start. Sometimes it starts with just like, stating what you want and then listening when the people say, write the book. Right. (laughs) And then as you mentioned, taking action. Right. So that's a a great lesson right there. Um, and I'd love to dive into the book itself because again, you talked about connection and the art of staying in touch. I'll say on the real estate side. So, um, this won't probably surprise many of our listeners, but the average person knows 10 to 12 realtors. Um, and the person that they typically end up using is the person that they've heard from last, right? So it's a pretty arbitrary decision. And again, kind of underscores. And, and there's another statistic just in the, on the real estate industry that says, um, you know, mo- 90% of people would use the agent that they last used to help them with their sale or purchase if they only could find their contact info, right? Right. So, um, so again, the art of keeping in touch, it does a lot of things. I mean, certainly in a business and a relationship-based business, it's, it can be the core of your business, um, on the corporate side, it can be, it can lead to opportunities and career opportunities and growth. Um, and so I know this is something you've been, you know, again, passionate about for a very long time. Um, and what has what have been the biggest impacts for you in kind of following a process where you've, you know, following the art of keeping in touch and, and gro- cultivating those relationships over time? How has it kind of impacted you personally? You know, and, uh, you know, and it's funny that uh, in the, you know, I talk about it in the book. So 
personally. So I, this one person that told me I was a coach was somebody that I was not in touch with that had gotten back in touch with me and said, you're a coach. I actually got another job opportunity uh, after that to run a remote sales team for a career website, vault.com, because somebody had gotten back in touch with me and said, Jason, I think you would be good for this. And it was one of those things where I didn't have anything in mind other than to say hello and to share uh, my appreciation for this person because he, you know, had done some kind things for me, uh, you know, over the years. And so, you know, one of the things that I talk about in the book is intentional gratitude. So often people do things for you over the years that is something that you can continue to share with people that you already know, mm. you know, that first client, that first job, that first promotion, you know, whether it happened five, 10, 15, 20 years ago, uh, people want to be remembered. I care. I can't tell you the number of execs that I talk to that say, you know, I helped that person. I haven't heard from them since. I helped them get that first client, get that promotion, land that job. I have not heard from them since. Mm. And so through the simple act of, you know, I have a daily intention. Who can I thank today? Mm. You know, if, and one of the people that I'm going to be thanking, I'll be thanking our mutual uh, uh, person uh, in common, John, because, you know, yes. he brought us together. Right. So, so it's waking up every day, you know, I've gotten my kids to school. That in and of itself is pure joy. And then I was like, all right, who am I going to thank today? I have a whole host of uh, wonderful things in my world. Who can I thank today? Mm-hmm. And that is something that's genuine. It's not sleazy. It's not salesy. It's true because you're sharing some actual tangible uh, memory. The fun part with that, Kara, in researching the book is that there's social science, there's social science around nostalgia, there's social science around sharing memories as a means to create connection. Mm-hmm. So actually, as human beings, we are drawn to our favorable memories. Mm-hmm. And so actually, nostalgia, and we've been feeling a lot of nostalgia these last couple of years because we've just felt so bad. Uh, and right. so nostalgia, nostalgia actually lifts us up. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a lot of different ways. So if you actually combine gratitude, intentions, professionally, a lot of good things happen. Mm. Well, and, and many of our listeners have heard me talk a lot on this show too about you know manifesting things into being and manifesting what you want. And there's a lot of power. Gratitude is a big part of that because it gets you into a better feeling place. You know, it's, it's a lifting, as you mentioned, it's, it's lifting you into a different emotional state, you know? Um, And, and that's when kind of things can shift, right? Um, So what, so you talked about every morning. So what's your kind of system or what would you, how do you, for relationships to infinity, how do you, you talked about gratitude as a big part of your morning. And do you say, I'm going to, think of five people today? Is it more organic than that? Just how does that, is it, uh, you call them, you, you know, send them a note or is it just organically 
whatever feels right in that moment. So there are, so it usually begins with my printed holiday card list. And, and here's why, Kara, because, you know, people, oh, that sounds so time consuming. But every label that I put on reminds me of a memory mm. of that particular person. And so what I typically do when I, and I do my own labels and I do my own holiday cards is I have a notebook next to me of, oh, wait a minute, I haven't spoken to that person and I need to remind them of, they, they did this for me. Mm. And I appreciate that. And when, you know, people are succeeding out there, I actually have my own printed thank you cards Mm. I have uh -huh. my own printed, if you get a new job or you land a new client, you get a wow card. Mm. Uh, in addition, they go with the stamp. So you've got celebrate stamps and you've got thank you stamps. So, so it usually begins with the holiday card list. And then I don't do five a day. I think, I think that's uh, really hard. I try to pick one person a day mm -hmm. that I want to reach out to. And, and the fun part, you know, I, you know, I personally call it the snowball effect. You remember one person for one thing that happened. You're like, well, wait a minute. How did I know that person? Wait a minute. I got to go back and thank that other person because they connected me to that person. Hmm. And so, you know, using that approach, it's as easy for me as having a notepad and then, yes, I do use uh, I have a, a contact management system where I'm just typing notes in. But really, the reminders are coming from my head and my heart, right? Mm -hmm. And, 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 and you're, you're hitting on something that's really, really important because often when people are like, Jason, all these people I need to keep in touch with, what system do you use? And it's, you know, the, 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 the system's important, but you can't replace technology with an intention. Hmm, I love uh, that. You can't replace technology with an intention. And so you can't give a technological solution to an authentic memory. Mm -hmm. And so really my system is founded in how can I continually remind myself of the different types of people at different ages and stages that I've lived across my. And so, so sometimes, you know, I, I've lived in different cities across the globe. Oh, you know, I'd spent four years in Paris. Oh, I haven't spoken to so-and-so. Let me get back in touch with them. Or there was a moment when I worked, you know, worked at Unilever on Dove lotions and creams. Let me get back in touch with so-and-so because we had worked together and it was a lot of fun. And now they're over here. So I think there's different memory triggers. And I actually, when it comes to the systems, Carol, mm -hmm. I think a lot about memory triggers. What's going to trigger my memory to share it with somebody else? And it usually begins with the holiday card list. Because with the holiday card list, that kicks off a whole series of dominoes for like literally 12 months until <laughs> I've got my holiday card list again. And, and go and it's back. Grown. And, yeah. 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 So. So, so triggering the memory is for me the core piece to keeping in touch. Mm. And what I hear out of that too is uh, really tapping into our, to our intuition to guide us. 
right into who this. So I, I have a similar practice. It's a, it's slightly different, but I'll, I'll say, you know, I just ask myself, you know, who do I need to talk to today? Um, and who needs to hear from me? And then I'll sometimes just, I'll jot down who I hear in my head. Like, I'll just kind of get a hit on, oh yeah, I should call that person. I haven't talked to them in a while or, you know, and so I just follow that. It's not, you know, right. And just follow the intuitive guidance that you're given because, uh, that's that like mind heart connection. And it's, I believe who we're meant to talk to that day then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I totally love what you're talking about because you can get the sense from when people are in, you know, get back in touch with you, the underlying, like, what do they want? Or are they really just getting back in touch with you because they're happy to get back in touch with you? Right. And I think that's the, the, that dual track that people get caught up in. And so I love, I love what you're talking about. It's like, listen, you know, who should I talk to today? Yeah. Um, and like they don't, I don't need anything from them. I just right. genuinely want to, because people can feel that too. And then the funny thing about it is, and I don't know if this happens for you, but sometimes they'll say, oh my gosh, I was just thinking about you. Or you popped into my head the other day, you know? And you're yeah. like, oh, wow, magic. Yeah, <laughs> It's yeah. amazing. You know, and it's not like you need to spend an hour, hour and a half on the phone with somebody. Most of these conversations are just 10, 15, 20 minutes. Yep. So imagine doing that daily, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, for some people that are totally overwhelmed by it, I'm like, all right, we'll just pick one person a month. You know, right. if you were to, if you were to start now, we're in February, 2022, you'll have 11 people that you're back in touch with by the end of the year. If you just do one person a month. Right. The other thing is there's so much time. Like sometimes we think, oh, I've got to be sitting in my desk. It could be like, I, a lot of times will do it when I'm on the road because I've got Bluetooth. I'm not, I'm being safe in my car, but I'm going to be driving. I've got dead time, so to speak, you know? Um, and why not? Like that's a perfect time to call somebody, right? Yeah, I think that we are so, I mean, we're Zooming now, but I think that after two years of virtual and hybrid, phone calls have really come back. Mm-hmm. And actually one of my favorite times to be spontaneous is, you know, now that I've got my headset, I'm cooking dinner, you know, my wife and I switch off and on every other night. So I'm cooking dinner like three, four times a week, right? And so there's that like 515 time slot where I'm starting dinner and I'm like, you know what, let me just call so-and-so. And And the great thing about that time slot is that I can still call Europe. I can still call uh, the West Coast. Uh, So, you know, for me, if I'm like, oh, I haven't spoken to so-and-so in a while, let me see if they're there. Mm -hmm. And and I've got like half hour, 45 minutes where I'm just like, you know, just making dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's, you know, it's funny that, you know, when I'm walking around, I think better mm-hmm. when I'm walking around, I'm more spontaneous. So the, the whole thing for me is to make sure I've got my headphones with me. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have my headphones then I can't make the phone call. So I have to remind, but you know, it's a back to reminders. I'm like, all right, you've closed up the day, bring your headphones downstairs and put them, you know, where you're going to start dinner. Yeah. Well, and 
I just love that. And actually there is some science. I believe my business coach was telling me that there's some science behind walking and like intuition and kind of, you know, the kinesiology in it. Right. So, um, so there is also kind of science that backs that up, but, um, that we're more creative, you know, also like walking meetings can be like super helpful. So tell me like, so that's, that's one of the key practices. Is there anything else that you have incorporated into like really cultivating, you know, those relationships and and how do you, how do you see that, you know, for anybody that's out there, that's maybe either having a stumbling block or, or just, I don't know, doesn't believe it. Like, what do you, what do you say or, or what would be your thoughts to that? So the, here, when you talk about the stumbling block mm-hmm. tip, and so I, I gave it a name. It's called the Bermuda Keep in Touch Triangle. Mm. And so just like ships and planes would get lost in the triangle, people also get lost in their own triangles. And the three areas of the triangle that we get lost in, there are three natural emotions, guilt, fear, and worry. And usually what holds us back is one or all three of those emotions on getting back in touch with somebody. Guilt is the number one. Oh my gosh, I've lost touch with this person. It's been three, five, 10, however many years. Um, it's my fault. You know, people blame themselves. Uh, fear, this is not going to work out. I don't know, you know, this, or, and worrying like, well, what if, you know, something bad happens or, or whatever? And so often people get trapped in this triangle. And, and just never happens. Uh, And so one of the things that I do with my uh, clients is like, all right, well, let's write down the most likely scenario. Let's, you know, you you move from the amygdala where you're running away from bears to the logical. All right. You want to contact this person. What's the most likely scenario? And, you know, journal for about 10 or 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then it seems uh, less daunting. Um, so, and that's the research I was doing within the mental health community, uh, and talking with, uh, psychiatrists and they gave me a whole host of insights into these emotions, natural emotions that come up, which impede us from acting on things. Yeah. So, so that, I mean, that's one thing that I've noticed in my clients in the last 10 years, So it's Mm -hmm. like, all right, you've got a triangle. Let's break out of the triangle. Let's start acting. Yeah. And if you're somebody though, that, that maybe you are looking at a career change. And so maybe there's some guilt around, well, I'm just getting back in touch with these people because I am needing a job change or I am needing help. How do you marry the, you know, not wanting to feel desperate for their help, but also needing help and, you know, all that. So, and, and I hear you on that. And there's actually a, a chapter around this notion of asking for help. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed execs. I said, all right, can you tell me or talk about people that have reached out to, reached out to you for help? And one of the execs, he talked about your person, your character, your ethics. And he said very bluntly, it could be 15 years that we haven't spoken. But if I remember you as a good and honest person, I'll help you. 
Mm. And so then it becomes a function of, oh, well, how do I ask? And often I just have my clients make the ask. Yes, we've been out of touch. However, I wanted to get back in touch because I remember you as helpful at a point in my career. So getting back to memory mm-hmm. and then saying, I have an ask. I could use your help. And there's no bait and switch. There is just a direct, I could use your help. And, you know, you'd be surprised. The people will respond to your request for help. It may not be immediately. You might have to follow up, but just be honest. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so that's- and, and I think that, again, just even speaking back to the whole theme, even in the beginning, it's like ask and it will, and it will be given, right? Like ask and then be open for the, the answers, the guidance to come. There is so many of us just don't ask for help from somebody for what we want, you know, because we just feel like we're not worthy to ask. Right. Um, and so, you know, but that's all in, in us and, and what we need to kind of clear for ourselves and know that if you've had it, and I love that you said, you know, bring the memory into it, bring the nostalgia. You're not asking, you know, you're asking this from somebody that you obviously had a relationship with at at some point that was memorable and meaningful to you. And you probably shouldn't be asking the people that you really didn't have a a good relationship with because, you know, but, um, you know, there's, there is power in that memory and, you know, people genuinely are good and want to help, especially if they remember you, as you said, as somebody that was, they were connected to. And there's research to back this up. So I have a chapter uh, on network theory. So the, all the concepts that we talk about networks, networking. Uh, so there's a whole body of research on networks that goes back to the 1960s. And one of the theories that actually came out recently, it was about 10 or 15 years ago, you had a group of professors that took a group of executive MBAs and said, all right, you have a business problem. Go to a certain number of people that you currently know, and also go to former people that you've worked with at least three years. It's been at least three years you've been in touch. Ask them the same problem. And they gave them a series of ratings and rankings on what was the quality of the advice, the introductions, all those different kinds of things. The uh, response was unequivocal. People you've lost touch with over three years gave better advice, better uh, insights, and better introductions. So then, and they called them dormant ties. And so dormant types are people you lose touch with over three years. And so then the question is, well, well, why? Why are people giving you this better insights, better introductions, all those kinds of things? And what the researchers found was these people went on to have new experiences, learn new things, build new networks, have new perspectives. Mm. And so, so we can draw on this research in network theory to actually, you know, and the way I think about it is people you've lost touch with can help you become smarter, can help you learn more. 
so it's very empowering to get back in touch with these people and talk about what you're working on, what they're working on, mm-hmm. because you can learn something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like in my head thinking of people that I've lost touch with that I should <laughs> be back in touch with, like people from my my first job at Envy Homes and, you know, all these uh, sure. people I've just lost touch with in the past that um, I'm sure it'd be fascinating to understand where they are now, you know. So, so, so not only will it make you feel better, the business case for getting back in touch is clear. Mm-hmm. It is unequivocally quick, clear that doing these types of things uh, will help you in your profession. And I, and I talk about this all the time, that career management, business development is a team sport. You should never do this individually. Mm-hmm. And, and so creating those connections and reconnections with people you already know is a wonderful use of your time. Yeah. And so for how do you see uh and and i i love this like i said you're kind of you're inspiring me to pick up the phone after this um awesome (laughs) so um how do you see networking playing out in our kind of new world so to speak do you see just continuing more like online networking events do you see more are you starting to see more in-person events again just wondering how you see networking and also just because our, our community is not necessarily just in, as you said, we're both around the DC metro area, right? So, but our community is not there. Like I have great friends in Australia and all over the world. And I know um, you do too. So how does, what does that networking look like in today's world? So, so I actually, I, I have a chapter in the book on LinkedIn and I have a chapter in the book on associations. Uh, the uh, chapter on associations is called In the Room Where It Happens, right? Uh, and I think that you're going to see multi, multiple tiers. So I think that in this world of hybrid and remote, there's going to still be a virtual component, both one-to-one, like we're discussing, as well as these webinar-based, Zoom-based, video conference-based kinds of things. Uh, I think that's here to stay. I think that uh, people have come to recognize that um, it works. I still think that the trade association community, the professional association community, we still yearn to be together. We still yearn to be together. And so when I talk about associations and networking, I mean, I have a very high bar for going to an event. I have a very high bar for going to an event. Will it connect you with people that you already know in your profession? Hmm. Is there someone on the panel that you feel that you could learn something from? So for me, an in-person event is an opportunity to either reconnect with people that you already are working with in a similar profession and or would learn something from. That is my definition of a valued in-person networking event. Mm-hmm. And the third is, of, of course, uh, any type of alumni event from either your high school, college, grad school, and now even you're seeing so many professional services firms alumni events uh, mm-hmm. uh, and you know that type of thing 
you know, for me, these large grinning grabs, um, I don't think they serve a, uh, a useful purpose because it's all transactional. What can you do for me? Mm-hmm. Where these other types of associations, you have shared experience, you have shared interests, you have, you have that commonality. So I think what you're going to see is more technology, uh, but at the same time, if you go in with the right intent, the intent to connect, the intent to learn, the intent to share, I think you're going to be able to do that both uh, remotely and in person. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's, no, how, that's, that, that's how I think about it. Mm-hmm. No, that's super helpful. Well, this has been awesome. We've been, um, you know, I've loved talking to you and I know I could keep talking, um, (laughs) but I know that throughout the past two years, there's a lot of people that are really kind of reevaluating what they want in their business, maybe looking at reinventing themselves, going forward into a new career path. Uh, I think that's one of the gifts that we've been given throughout this, throughout a lot of tragedy, but that's a, that's one of those gifts is that we've got this opportunity to start anew and rethink what we want out of our lives. Um, And I know you work with a lot of people that do just that, that are, you know, reinventing their careers. And um, what would be your piece of advice for anybody listening that is in that place as they look at, you know, creating something new? I think that the first piece is you are worthy uh, and that you are worthy of working in something that you like and that you find interesting. And secondly, you do have talents and skills and abilities. Too often we underestimate our own gifts because they come easy to us. And because they come easy to us, we undervalue them. Mm. So your gifts are things that you're good at that bring you energy. Uh, And the third piece is share your ideas, share your ideas, test out your ideas. And that goes back to asking for help, share your ideas. I've been thinking about this. I'd love to get your input, your advice. I value that because of all these positive things that we've had over the years. And if you do those three things that allows for you to express more of yourself in your career, in your business, whatever that looks like. Mm, that is, that's so good. And I think that's a great way to leave, leave this conversation because, you know, again, in, in this podcast, I talk all the time about, we're all blessed with unique gifts to use in the world. And it's just up to us to figure out what those are to, and it doesn't have to be too hard. We make it too complicated, but like you said, you know, sometimes you undervalue the gifts that the gift that you are. Um, and I think that as the book is an incredible resource for relationships to infinity, the art and science of keeping in touch, you know, to, if you are maybe looking for, or trying to think through what are the things that people that I really am good at, you know, what better way than to get back in touch with some of the people that mentored you that have loved you or, you know, cared for you in some way through the years, uh, and can probably mirror back to you some of those things that maybe you're having trouble seeing yourself. So that is just awesome. Um, so thank you so much again for this conversation. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And if anybody wants to learn more about you, they want to find more information about the book, 
where would be the best place to connect with you? So they can go to my website, which is readysetlaunch.net. My email is jason at readysetlaunch.net. And certainly they can find Relationships to Infinity on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. Awesome. And then if they want to coach with you, are you taking on new coaching clients right now as well? Yes. So I'm taking on new coaching clients. Uh, I'm happy to have those conversations. Awesome. Well, thanks again. This has been great. Thank you, Kara. And keep in touch. (laughs) I love it. Loved being here with you today and would love to connect with you more over on Instagram. My handle is linked to the show notes, or you can just type in at Kara Chafin Donna Frio. And I have something special for you as a free gift, my dynamic life journal. This special book has the power to really help you live a soul inspired life. Go to free gift from Easy to remember free gift from Until next time, beautiful people sending all my love.